0: Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 203, looking at 2 Chronicles 25 and 26, Matthew chapter 19, and then we finish off today with Proverbs 17. And first we head into 2 Chronicles. And really, it's a matter of twos, two kings and two sins. The first is half-hearted and focused on the amassing of wealth. The second is full of pride and limited care to the things of God. With two kings and two sins, we have one punishment, The Lord will simply not allow sin to reign. Whether the punishment is leprosy or losing off a war or even death, unrepentant sin is punished. Time and time again we are seeing this in 2 Chronicles. It is almost a daily reminder to each one of us that without Christ our sin would be punished directly impacting us. But through Christ, our sin is still punished, but Jesus has taken that punishment, setting us free to enjoy a new life, loosened from the chains of sin, and living a life to the full for the sake of God's glory. Today, I don't want you to forget these two simple facts. Sin will be punished, but in Jesus we have hope. We now head into Matthew's Gospel. Two things really to pull out today. The first is with regards to marriage. And notice in the response of Jesus that we see godly standards given. Two genders, male and female, coming together in marriage. There are only heterosexual marriages here in God's design. We then have these two becoming one. We're to give ourselves to one another so that as a married couple, there is no individual, but rather one couple working, living and serving together. And then notice that yes, divorce was permitted, specifically with regards to sexual immorality and adultery, But just because it was permitted does not mean it was encouraged. In fact, these laws were put in place due to the hardness of heart and the sin of mankind, not because God wants it to happen. Divorce really shouldn't be an option for the Christian. And when I say that, what I mean is that we need to continually work on our marriages, focusing our hearts and our minds on them, so that we do not find the need for that permissible law to divorce. We want to focus on our marriages so that they would be godly in all things. The second element to pull out is that of the rich young ruler. He was obedient in all things, but Jesus pushed a button to have a giving heart and give away his possessions. His response is quite striking, for he is the only one recorded in the New Testament who walked away from Jesus sorrowful. Eternal life was there as a gift. It was right before him by means of faith in Jesus, but giving away his stuff and his wealth was just simply too much. The reality is many of us are like him. We have possessions, savings accounts, future plans, even pensions. And how many of us would be willing to give all that up? Now, I can already hear you saying, well, God hasn't actually asked me to give them up. However, just look around you. People are struggling. People even within our own church. Does God really need to ask you before you step in and give others from your possessions and wealth? Finally, we have Proverbs 17, and every time we have a Proverbs reading, I say the same thing. As a wisdom book, different verses will stand out to different people, depending on the circumstances they find themselves in. Today, three verses stood out to me. Verse 10, one who has understanding in the Lord takes a rebuke, more a correction, and seeks to apply it to their lives. But a fool hears every piece of advice and wisdom and ignores it, seeing it only really as a punishment. Verse 14, we all know how arguments or fights start. The key is to not let them continue, to quit before it blows out of proportion and becomes something difficult to move on from. Then verse 27, watching what we say, restraining ourselves from just saying whatever we please and whatever we want to in that time, well, that is good and knowledgeable in terms of a way of living. To remain calm and to restrain what we say shows understanding. The reasons these verses stood out to me is that they all point to a humble spirit outworked in a calm and bridled tongue that does not speak ill of others or of anything, but rather is known for grace in difficult situations. I think the challenge really is quite clear. Does our heart for Christ lead to words of grace and peace? Let's pray about these things. Father we do thank you for the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ that saves us from our sins and from the punishment of our sins and from the guilt that we feel of our sins and sets us into a new life where we can bring you glory. Father let us never forget that Jesus took the punishment that we deserve. And father as we never forget that we pray that we would live a life worthy of that wonderful gift he has given us. Father help us restrain our words. Help us not use words that would discourage or pull down but instead help us be encouragers and those that build each other up with our words. And so Father we need help with these things because these things are hard to live by and so we pray this in the promise of Jesus Christ. Amen.